Linux Out Loud is firing up our mics, connecting those headphones as we search carefully the community for themes to expound upon. We keep the banter friendly, the conversation somewhat on topic, and we have fun doing it. This week, we're spotting off about the fact that mom is away, so the Steam Deck will play. Let's get into episode 60. Linux Out Loud is brought to you by Linode and Bitwarden. And with me today is just Matt. Mom isn't here to keep us in line, and so here we are. How you doing, Matt? You know, I'm used to some type of snarky introduction, but I guess the just Matt is the actual snarky introduction. <laughs> that is my snarky introduction. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> I just went to, and I'm just here with Matt. <laughs> Uh, I am not bad, Nate. Not bad at all. Uh, keeping busy as always and all that fun stuff. So yeah, mom's away this week doing that, all the robotic stuff with the kids at, at Worlds and whatnot. So uh, she is definitely not here to keep us in line, unfortunately for her. Just saying. <laughs> well, she'll listen back and probably regret her decisions. <laughs> well, in fairness, she might want to strangle you, not so much me. You're doing the editing, not me. <laughs> well, you're an accomplice, so I, I see us both getting choked, figuratively speaking. <laughs> see, this is like the you know the older older sibling, younger sibling stuff. The younger sibling gets the less of the punishment, so I'm gonna be the younger sibling get less of the punishment. <laughs> you're younger than I am. Yes. Oh, not by much though. So. Okay, fine. But still, according to mom, I'm still the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> so does mom know that you got a new laptop again? Mom knows that I got a new laptop. What mom doesn't know is, is that I got a broken new laptop. Oh, good. Which is even nice. better. Another broken new laptop? No, 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 no. Like the new laptop that I had talked about last episode that I got uh-huh. yep. was broken. As in it was shipped, broken. <laughs> Or nice. It, or it, in fairness, I'll, I'll, I'll give them credit, potential credit, or that it was damaged in shipping. I'm not going to say it was oh, shipped okay. broken. So one of the two has happened. Now, when you say broken, do you mean like, uh, I got a chip corner, or do you mean like the thing got thrashed? So what I mean is uh, the machine I got was a open box system. So it was, it was severely discounted. So I don't expect perfect condition, you know. Right. You know, little things here and there, maybe some scratches on the screen, etc. Whatever. Not that big of a deal to me. I've bought an eBay laptop, so I can't (laughs) can't complain. I've seen bad. Yeah, I'm there too. In fact, I bought my, not this current laptop I'm using, but the previous laptop. I bought it knowing there was a dent in it, and I got it really cheap, relatively Mm -hmm. speaking. It was like $600 off because it had a dent. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I literally it shipped here. I got I think I got it on a Friday. Opened the box up. It's actually packaged really nicely. I can't say it wasn't. You know, it was bubble wrapped. It was well, that's good. Cellophane wrapped, and it was really so. Take it out of the box. It's supposed to be an AMOLED display too, so super bright mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Right. Pop it open. There is in the top right hand corner. It's not a scratch or a break in the front of the, the glass itself, but on the under portion of the glass. Oh. So like underneath the display. So it took an impact then. So I don't, well, it it wasn't like crack. It's almost like that cell phone that has like the little 
kind of scrape in the screen almost that you look at and you're like, okay, whatever. And it's, you know, screen still works and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, whatever. I might've had this thing out of the box and whatnot for 20 minutes before it got RMA'd. Because when I turned it on, if anybody's listening to the three dead trolls in the baggies, internet help desk stuff. (laughs) And (laughs) what do you have? A big blue and a big green need or a big blue N. And it is literally a big black, nothing. The screen didn't work. Nice. At all. That's beautiful. Like didn't turn on at all. Machine worked. Like you could output it to a TV or whatever, but the thing on the screen, like, you know, that makes it a laptop Mm -hmm. that I just spent $1,300 on doesn't work. (laughs) <laughs> well, you could have taken the screen off and just made it a slab top. Which, if I, wa- if I, in fairness, if I wanted to do that, I would have just spent the thousand dollars on the mini forums system that was of similar spec for three hundred dollars less. Right. If I wanted another desktop style machine, which I didn't. Yeah. No, I totally get it. So, so twenty minutes later, uh, this box has been opened, looked at, examined. Are made, closed back up, chipped out with it. I had this machine maybe an hour. From the box to the boxing and putting it back over to UPS and saying, fix me. So it is back to New Egg for a replacement, which I'm hoping I get because I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> well, you are laptopless right now. Uh, yes, I am. Which is, uh, well, well, we'll talk about the Steam Deck later, so I'm not going to get too much into that. But... <laughs> <laughs> So yes, currently I'm without a laptop machine, which is again a little weird, but yeah, this is what it is. It is weird. So not a, not a fan of uh, certain things right now, though I will give Newegg credit. There was no hassle with the the RMA shipping process, so they they have come a long way since the last time I had to RMA something from them. Well, that's fantastic. That's actually good news. The fact that you didn't have trouble with uh, Newegg at all. I don't know what the diagnosis is once the machine gets back to them, what they're going to do, but at least the actual RMA process to initiate and ship back wasn't terrible. So I'll get, I'll give them that. Right. Exactly. So while I'm talking about things that, you know, like corners of my newly purchased laptop getting sniped, uh, snippet Nate is something that you're uh, using apparently. Well, it's a snipe it. So I just became, aware of of this uh it's a it's a server application and what this is it's an asset asset management tracker and you're like why would i need an asset management tracker when i can just use a spreadsheet that's a fair point probably for most people this is not something that that you're going to necessarily want frankly now my situation is i have 115 clients on my network at home and you're probably thinking like what in the world do you have 115 clients of? Like, what, what could it possibly be? You don't, obviously, you don't have 115 computers that are, are running, and that's true. Well, depends on how you define computer. Not general purpose computers, no. But what I do have are just a ton of switches in my house, light switches that are, that are all running little web servers that control the lights, that talk back to Home Assistant. You know, I have quite a few computers. I have lots of things. And I've been struggling with I've been struggling with a solution to manage all this and recently came upon this thing called Snipe IT or Snipe It or yeah, Snipe IT. I think that seems to have have Snipe-IT, so Snipe IT. So what this is, in short, is it's an asset management tracker. It's mobile friendly. It runs on Linux. 
and web server, which is important. It's web-based, so it can work on any device. You can actually do some integrations with at least Slack. I know that. I haven't done that yet. I don't, I don't run Slack. It allows you to, you know, give, put all the details about whatever it is that you have. So like, let's, you know, you can put like serial numbers, the date you purchased it, where it is, its location. Uh, if you have like multiple users, like, you know, I have my kids, so not a whole lot there, but like who the, who the person is, like a target or whatnot. And you can also track like licenses and, and all kinds of other really cool things with it. Not, not that I have to worry about licenses, but you can do that with it. It has some really neat little graphs, you know, assets by status and, and so forth. Now I'm just like digging into it now. I've just only started playing with it. I don't have any of my assets in it yet, but it's pretty easy to, you know, to deploy. And this is something that I just learned about. And now I really, really want to play with it and get all my things on there because like, you know, I want to track the versions of the different you know, firmwares I put on the different devices. So I'd like to be able to have all that information there and then, you know, links to as necessary. So that's what I'm playing with. Pretty excited about it. I think it'll be useful for my, my situation and I'm, We'll see how it goes from there, I guess. Visit linode.com slash tux and see why over a million developers trust Linode for their infrastructure. From their award-winning support to ease of use and setup, it is clear why developers and businesses have been trusting Linode for their projects, both big and small, since 2003. Don't worry if you're just getting started. That 24-hour, 7 days a week, 365 days a year support is offered to every level of user. They also offer industry-best price-to-performance value for all compute instances, including shared, dedicated, high memory, and GPUs. Linode makes cloud computing simple, affordable, and accessible allowing you to focus on your customers, not your infrastructure. Visit linode.com tux, create a free account, and you'll get a $100 credit. Say you're in a hurry. Don't worry about it. You can build everything yourself or use the Linode one-click apps to deploy everything from Plesk, WordPress, to Valheim, and Minecraft servers. Make sure you visit Linode slash tux to get started for free and snag that $100 credit while you're at it. Since mom is away, that means that we can talk about the Steam Deck until our heart's content or, you know, until the, uh, the time has been satisfied. A lot has happened since I got my Steam Deck in, in the gaming world. My Steam Deck gets a lot of use. I'm very it's been great with the kids. It's easy for them to use. I don't have to instruct them or, or hold their hand and like getting a game started, which is really nice if I wanna want them to leave me alone for a little bit while I try and do some reading or whatever. Give them a Steam Deck. Actually, I don't have to do that. They do that on their own. What am I saying? <laughs> anyway, the point is they love the Steam Deck. The interface is great. The user experience has been improving over time. Like just using RetroArch on the Steam Deck is better now than it was when I first got it. They have like using one of the, the touchpad input interfaces on the one on the right. Mm -hmm. you, can very go, you can very easily load, save, and take snapshots of whatever it is you're doing. So it's, it's a really slick interface that they've added to, to RetroArch. And you know, the games run really well on it. The uh, more and more games I notice have been get, be getting, getting that little like, green check mark, the Steam Deck approved or whatever they call it. Deck verified. I have absolutely no remorse in purchasing the Steam Deck. It's probably one of the greatest purchases I've made Technology-wise, it's just been fantastic. And Matt, I, I think it's been pretty great for you too. I just want to ask Nate, 
Now, you just said the Steam Deck is potentially, I'm going to use this word, potentially, one of the best purchases from technology you've made. Verbatim your words, more or less. Yes. I didn't say it was the best. I was giving you a little wiggle room. Better than a Commodore 64? I never purchased one. (laughs) New. So there's some caveats on there. A new purchase of new hardware. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there we go. Hence why I had to ask. That's what I said, one of the best. I mean, like my The C64, the Commodore 64 ARM-based emulator machine, basically. That's also pretty great, but in a different way. It's not a computer. I mean, it is a computer. You know what I mean? It's, that's, a, that's a console. This <laughs> Steam Deck isn't a con. Wait a minute. It's an appliance. Right. Now, now you're confusing right. yourself. I, now I am confused. <laughs> Regardless, it's still one of the best purchases I've ever made. I... I absolutely think everything about it is good. Sure, it's not perfect. There's room for improvement and everything, but mm-hmm. but the overall, like the dollar in for the value out on the Steam Deck, I think is unmatched. And well, that's, the C64 is pretty great too. But the, for this, like general purpose-ish type computer console, modern thing, not not something as an emulator. It's awesome. It really is, and. It's held up well with kids, although I do have the, uh, I had a JSOX case on it. Now I have the D brand case on it, but it's been great and it's, it's held up. No, there've been no issues, no controller drifting or anything like that. I, I did have an issue of like the touch screen stopping, which I think I, I addressed that before, but that's fine now too. There's a fix for it. Outside of that, it really has been great. Yeah. I was going to say, I- <laughs> So the deck is uh it's an been an interesting device over so like I have I did the initial unbox. I was one of the first people on the network to actually have one of the decks. I know. Not that I did a live stream and rub that in at all. Um, <laughs> not that you but, rubbed it in anybody's faces either. No, not at all. It's almost like Valve actually watched the content that we do or something or listens to the podcast. Can't explain any other reason why I was the first one in the entire network to get one. So just saying. <laughs> Yeah, it was ridiculous. Okay, that's the one hit on Valve. You got it before I did. I got a mid-show, no less. Or the prompt to buy <laughs> buy it mid-show, yeah. no less. Yeah, I know. But no, the deck has been... It's an interesting device because regardless of the angle you're coming from at it, it's it's an amalgamation kind of device. Like, it, it fits, but it doesn't on so many different areas. You want to call it a console. Well, if you stick to the just the deck verified kind of stuff and the deck UI, even you know, handheld docked or undocked, whatever, yeah, it's 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 very appliance, it's very console. You don't have to mess with it, you don't have to fuss with it. Generically, there are issues with the deck verified program in and of itself, but for the most part, you don't have to argue with it. So it gives you that very console experience. But it brings to kind of odd things from the pc end of it which is not something that i think console gamers are used to the fact that like i'm using an atari vcs control modern controller on the steam deck as when i have it docked i'm not using the steam controller i'm not using a ps4 controller i'm not using an xbox controller i could use all those if i wanted to i could even use the joy cons from the from the switch i don't but you can and it's that open thing that that openness to to the device, to the hardware, to the software, that I think confounds gamers, but the part that confounds PC gamers specifically is the part where it's the hardware is what the hardware is. 
So you can upgrade, you know, the the memory or the the storage, but 16 gigs of RAM, four core, eight thread. That's what you get across the board, mm-hmm. and that aspect I think makes it a, a weird device if you're looking at it as a PC. So for me, why I've always looked at it as more of a an appliance or a console that can do some PC things is because it can. It, do, it jack of all trades, master of none. Right. But the stuff, but the, but that jack of all trades, it does a lot of those trades really well. <laughs> yeah, um, it really does. So like, and some of that's the the OS, um, the open nature of it, the all the all the different plugins you can do to expand and tweak and do all the stuff you want with with the Steam Deck from, um, you know. Downloading Emudeck and having that tie into the to the deck UI on the back end and have that import all your game art and all that stuff. Or if you want to go and use GOG and use uh, the Epic Game Store, you can. Like, whatever mm-hmm. console is going to let you go do that? Right, None. exactly. You're, you're stuck with the eShop on Nintendo, the, the Xbox Marketplace, and the PlayStation Store on their respective consoles. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird device to really rate and aim and that kind of stuff, but it has been a fantastic eye-opening experience. I think specifically for console gamers though, because it, it, it gives them a taste of that open nature of PCs and PC gaming. Mm -hmm. I think that is what the strength of the deck is beyond the gaming aspect. Using that analogy, I I think it's like, Jack of all trades, master of several, because I really feel like it has the the console experience mastered. I feel like it has the the retro experience mastered. I also feel like it has the uh, even actually the PC side of it. You know, if you have a dock and a keyboard and mouse, so maybe we won't say mastered there because you have to add a couple things to it. But you can make it a master of that as well, and. And, and using it in desktop mode is fantastic. I mean, it's a, it's a great plasma experience. You got it's more modernized. You know, it's more it's a newer a newer version of plasma and everything else. So it's really great. I think that it hits so many marks with me as far as just using it that I'm not sure how exactly Steam can one up this unless they put a a tumbleweed base underneath it. <laughs> I knew that was going to be in there. OpenSUSE, I think, just does rolling better. And and I think I, I had, I've had i had some trouble with the arch side of things on it. it just Things just not working like when trying them there. So that's why I think it doesn't quite match the desktop part of it. Yes, I unlocked. I unlocked it and I, I, tr- I tried installing things. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I did all that. I, I, I literally did all that. So I had to use, I had to boot from another device to kind of get what I wanted, some, some uh, metrics out of it that I wanted. I should say boot for, to another operating system. Anyway. So I, I got that kind of that straightened out. But anyway, the, the point of that is I think they hit it on so many marks and the fact that it's such an open platform, yeah, obviously they're going to want you to, to use Steam in the Steam store, but it's, it's an open platform and it works so well you know, using other things with it. I really don't think there's a better console out there. I, I really don't. I, I think it, it really is on its own merits. Obviously I'm biased, like incredibly biased, <laughs> superbly biased. I really think that it has it just hits on all those marks and I and I I am so happy with that experience. I'm not locked or constrained or restricted. Mm-hmm. I feel like I purchased the device and it's mine. 
And that is such an incredible feeling today. It, it, and that's, I think, a lot of it for me. Now, normally, when it comes to repairing electronics and stuff, I don't mind doing a certain level of it. When I get really annoyed with something, I usually just send it to Ryan and make him do it because that's just me. Uh, <laughs> there's a level I'm willing to go and the level I'm not. Let's just, the Steam Deck is that right to repair like Trojan horse though, like that or that, yep. you know, unicorn that we haven't seen for ever because thanks Apple for gluing and bolting everything down and every OEM following, following, you know, it's example. Yeah. Oh, let's get rid of the headphone jack. So we can call it the courage jack instead. Give me a break. Right. To see devices like that and like the framework uh, laptops all going in the opposite direction of that mm -hmm. and still making compelling devices is really, really nice to see. Yep. Kind of like flying in the face of the industry is what yeah. it's doing. And something else that it's doing that flies in the face of the generically the industry is you have other companies like GPD and you have one uh, X player and I'm probably forgetting a few others here and that the, the ones that kind of started the form factor for the, the, the gaming PC handheld, quote unquote. I'm not going to take anything away from them from starting the space. Well, I don't know if they necessarily started it because, I mean, that form factor has existed. Y you're correct. Since the Atari Lynx, but in a PC form. In a PC with a PC functionality. Right. Uh, and like Windows, like handheld, like, but its focus is gaming, but it just chips Windows. And I'm not going to get into that. But what what I found interesting was when I see those players in the field, they just launched their uh, 6,000, 6,800 U-series basically kind of across the board for all those OEMs and you know mm. the, those small manufacturers. I just saw advertisements for the 7,000 series from the guys that like A&Neo and, and then all these guys. That doesn't inspire confidence much because the thing that val the the reason I like the Steam Deck over all those options is not simply about a power thing. It is simply about the fact that you have software support. And that's what matters. And Valve has nailed it out of the park with software support because the device that you get now when you buy it and boot it up for the first time is not the same device that you would have gotten when I got the device and boot up and play it. It's true. And I liked the device back then, but it, mm -hmm. just the, the amount of improvements has been significant. I remember like when, <laughs> when I first got the device, the, the on-screen keyboard would just stop working like in general. And it had like this weird, like you would type on it and it had this like weird delay. So like you hit a button there was an input lag almost from what you hit on the on-screen to what showed up in the text field. So if you were trying to type in passwords or any of that stuff for stuff, good luck. <laughs> it was an effort and frustration to, to do it. So that's been smoothed out to no end. Um, the overall UI, like responsiveness, doesn't seem to drag as much as, as it used to when you're, when you're going through like just the deck UI and stuff, there's still stammers and stutters here and there. And I'll, I'll be the first to mention those. You know, I, I am like the, I, I prefer gooey guy over everybody else on the network. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are. But it, on the same note, it's no different than when you go into the Nintendo eShop and you, you try scrolling through the 
list of games and it stops about every page or so after the screen because it's just slow on its loading. Um, so that everything's got its issues, but the software support is what makes and changes the deck on so many levels. And this is why, mm-hmm. you know, I prefer the deck over those other devices from that new hardware. And that new hardware can be great and awesome and all the other stuff. But how long are those companies going to support it with the software that they're going to be putting out on top of, you know, Windows, like most of them are saying they're going to do, unless you're, I think it's iNeo that said they're doing their, like their own Linux-based OS, which whatever, like it's just how long are they going to support those devices? Valve has at least shown that through the last year of time that they're willing to support this device. Even when they did the, like the, the Steam controller, it wasn't, it didn't sell like hotcakes, but they supported that thing forever too. So mm-hmm. what Valve has done and changed and stuff has really made it a much better device than it was when it, I, I think the other thing too is let's assume Valve does stop supporting it because it's all open. Maybe they won't directly support it but they're going to support the community that continues to support it in some fashion, even if it's with information or, or specs or something. I mean, it's already an open device, so mm-hmm. you can it, do whatever you want with it. it. It is so open, in fact, that there are things like the improvements to Proton that we see. A lot of yep. those improvements come from the community. I mean, if you ever look at a, Val- a Valve's GitHub for Proton, a lot of them are, are from from that yep what well, they they're pulling from the wine and like so proton 8 was released mm-hmm. based on wine 8 and they're taking advantage of of uh much more like the direct 3d support performance boosts enhanced controller driving wheel support and, and a lot they funded a lot of this as well this is the part that they never people never mention right there's they, they actually funded code weavers to do a lot of this work on proton code weavers also mm-hmm. creates crossover linux which you know for those that don't know it allows you to run windows applications in linux with some kind of some helper applications mm-hmm. i've uh, i've written a few cross ties in my past but anyway the the point is they are supporting with using the steam deck they're reinvesting right back into it and i mean who knows now this might be a pipe dream and not going to happen but you know the the next Steam Deck, they might offer just a replacement motherboard, kind of like Framework. We don't, they haven't said they mm-hmm. would, but I mean, it's possible. I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, I, I was gonna say if you if you look at what Framework is doing and what um, they were showing off on the Linus Tech Tips uh, prototype stuff, where they were like, "Oh, just take out the board and put another board in, and then you can use the the new cases that we have and use that as a PC instead." You know, the old board is a PC now. Like a mini, mm-hmm. mini micro PC, whatever. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm really hoping Valve does do. So if they do, awesome. I love that. If it's another I mean, device it, I, I have to purchase, I would purchase it. I'd be a little, I don't want to say annoyed. It, it really depends on if it would be one of those, like what console manufacturers do and just kind of, oh, we're done supporting it. And there, it, it's just like a dead device as far as like the actual appliance mentality of the device. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think at this point, you know, Valve is uh, running on all eight cylinders here. So I, I don't see them. I mean, eventually they're going to stop supporting it. That's going to happen. It's just, it has to happen. But I think it's going to be quite a while. And just based on, on, what, on their track record so far, it shows a lot of 
thought and care in the Steam Deck. Yeah, because like one of the things that people will talk about is like, oh, well, this game doesn't X doesn't work. Certain games didn't work on release. Okay, totally get that. A couple of releases later, you can mess around if you want to. You can wait for the official, you know, this is Proton version 8 or whatever. You can wait for the, if you're the con, just the, I'm viewing this as the console person. You can wait for the voodoo magic that makes the game run to just update and make your game work. Or you can go and mess around with it with various ways of getting different Proton versions yourself. Again, your call. So when you see games like that originally didn't work, like Dead Space 2023 or Dead Space the remake that came out just recently that didn't work does now. <laughs> so certain stuff like that, it, you know, it, it's amazing to see, uh, one of the games that didn't work that I know of personally was dust divers. And I, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but like it didn't work and it would just play your technicolor stuff on like all the TV screens that were in game because of a video formatting for the video files on, on that particular feature works now it's even verified <laughs> and it was labeled unsupported so it's just one of those things that it is a iterative device as far as like the the software support is what will make or break the device for those that can i will say the following for those that complain that i can't play all x amount of games on my library it's a limited piece of hardware with limited functionality you're not going to go and buy an integrated Intel system and expect to go play Cyberpunk on it. True. Yet, guess what? You can dang sure get Cyberpunk on the Steam Deck. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, for those that complain about, you know, it, it, that that game availability, it, that probably is the biggest thing that does irk me. But um, overall, I, I think it's been a fantastic device. And I hope that more people continue to purchase the device, but also, you know, do great things with it. I, I think, honestly, I think what Valve has done with the, the Steam Deck, it could be essentially the gaming version of the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, actually, I think so. Like, they, they've released their CAD files. So people can do fun mm -hmm. things with it. You know, I mean, you could say they, they undermined their bottom line by doing that a little bit because... You know, like JSOX, they have all those docs before Steam had their own official doc. Mm -hmm. And which, not sure if you've been on the JSOX webpage lately, but they got a lot more stuff on there now. I have not looked at JSOX lately. I've I've been trying to not spend money on. Mm, okay, well, you should check out. They have like cooling fans for it. You, should, you know, that's kind of, that. that's cool. I like it. So, so wait. So wait, are 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 you trying to enable the enabler? Yes, yes, I am. Well, I just can't allow that. <laughs> now, if you want an anti-glare screen, you can get an anti-glare protector for your Steam Deck. It's only fourteen dollars. It's a two pack. It's like seven dollars for anti-glare. That's pretty darn cool. I was gonna say the problem is, Nate. I pretty much have all the stuff that I wanted from JSOC, though. Oh, well, you can also buy skins if you want to like make it look cool. You know, put some skins on it. I, I do. I have a skin that I already got. So I have that too. <laughs> yeah, I got like a little bit of one just, just in the front that I got with my, my D brand case. Yeah. I like, I have a full front and back side plate sides, 
skin that I just have. I honestly, it's actually still sitting up on the on my shelf that I haven't even used. <laughs> so they don't have a Commodore sixty four beige skin, so I think I might put in a request. Though I will say, I need to get a different protective like sleeve case because I'm not a big fan of the the silicone protective one that JSOC has. It's functional, but it's feels loose, a little too loose around like the the thumbstick area. I got you. So I I like the D brand case. It's got that shell you can just snap on the front of it. A little bit pricey. Yeah, you got the 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 kill switch case, right? Yeah, the kill switch case exactly. That is actually a really nice case for it. And the other thing about that too is if I really want to prevent the five-year-old from playing the Steam Deck, all I have to do is put that on and they can't get to it. <laughs> You'd be that dad. What? I know you have no five-year-olds around. Yes, I would. Eat your broccoli or no Steam Deck. I'll put the, I'll put the shell on it. <laughs> You'd be that dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would be. Actually, for the record, my kids like broccoli. But no, I think the Steam Deck is a, is a game-changing type of device that... Uh, well, I know it bores Wendy to death. I think if this is just kind of the the version of Linux that they ship because it's a controlled version of Arch, and this is where I know Nate will disagree and disagree, where um, it's a controlled version of Arch specified for the system with all the improvements targeted to that system without the user being able to break it or Arch breaking it, Nate. So I'm admitting a flaw here just to, you know, so you feel better about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Um, I think that the version of Linux that they ship is the most consumer ready version currently available, like for consumers, like everyday people, because they can't break it generically. <laughs> Actually, I, I agree with you. I think that that is a... I will go ahead and say that is that is an accurate statement, and I can't fault you for that, because, I mean, as testament, I have kids that play on the Steam Deck, and they've never been, like, you know, complaining that, that I mean, to me, that it doesn't work. Now, I have had, I've had a, a couple of minor things, just kind of had to hold the, the power thing down. Like, it, um, I blame my oldest because he was playing that, that cooking simulator, and he, I don't know how many thousand, like, uh, fuel tanks he blew up, but it just, <laughs> it just, the software just crashed, it just crashed hard. That's really the only trouble I had with it in that regard. So, but that, I mean, that was, that was clear abuse. I mean, he wasn't cooking, he was blowing up the kitchen. So, that's what happens. Yeah. I know some people are going to disagree with that assessment that I have, and I would say that the the Steam Deck not only does it have the most current consumer ready Linux OS, it is also the most current consumer ready Linux device. Like if I, you're looking at it from a hardware pers- like a like a gaming perspective or a just I'm talking mom and pop, not tinkers. You know, I think I from a user look. experience, it yeah. is the most commercially polished Linux device, actual Linux device that you can buy. Agreed. And uh, they have found that right balance, I think. And it took a long time, but I think a company was able to finally find that right balance. I agree. So tell us what you think. Do you have a Steam Deck? Do you think it is the most polished Linux hardware 
general purpose computer type thing you've ever uh, ever used? Do you think Matt and I are off our rockers? Actually, we are off our rockers, but about this. Let us know in the comments. Send an email or, you know, leave something down in the doobly-doo. Hello, Magneto here. This episode of Linux Out Loud is sponsored by Bitwarden. Bitwarden is the password manager that we, well, that they use and trust. Bitwarden lets you set up things like a pin to easily access your password, as well as additional authentication such as master password and adding phrases to fingerprint security, all to keep your password safe. From me. Bitwarden is the easiest and safest way for individuals, teams, and businesses to store, share, and sync their sensitive data. Go to bitwarden.com tux to get started for free. $10 premium account includes 1 gigabyte of encrypted file storage, 2-step login with YubiKey, U2F, or Duo, Vault Health Reports, and TOTP Authenticator Storage and Generation, and Priority Customer Support. Make the smart move, like many from the community have, and go to bitwarden.com tux to get started for free. If you're like my wife, Sinister Wendy, you'll want to show your appreciation by signing up for the Premium Edition, especially since the Premium Edition only starts at $10 a year. Thanks to Bitwarden for supporting this episode of Lennox Out Loud. Magneto out. Matt, I did try to enable you a bit on buying some accessories, but now is your chance to enable me with a Game of the Week. So... I don't know if you'll actually buy this game because one, it's rated M. So there's that. And we all know Nate is not mature. So <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this game is actually a Microsoft game. Like, oh. uh, like it, it was produced and made by Insomniac, who are the guys who made um, Resistance, Ratchet and, Clank, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. And they also made um, the Spider-Man games for PS4. So, very good pedigree of game developer. They made a game for Microsoft that was specifically for the Xbox One when it came out, and that is Sunset Overdrive. It is a goofy, like, cartoon kind of adult version of, like, the best way I can explain it is, like, take all the aspects of, like, the super serious stuff that you would see in, like, Fear of the Walking Dead and all that kind of stuff and like those shows and just spoof it because that's really what it is. Like literally the, like the start of the story, just as an example of give you the zombie apocalypse starts because of a soda. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculously dumb, but I like it. That's how it starts. And then it just becomes a, uh, kind of open world, arcadey, cartoony, super violent, not going to lie, uh, game of just about going around and, you know, shooting things and all that stuff. I It's mindless fun, but it is like that mindless fun that's enjoyable. Like you won't remember that you spent time. Oh, I played for two hours. Well, wow, that felt like, you know, 10 minutes. So that that's why I'm recommending this game. And it's, as of this recording right now, it is on sale for $5. It works on the Steam Deck, and it works on Desktop Linux. I mean, it looks like a fun game. It looks kind of over-the-top, like, ridiculous violence. Mm-hmm. And that is and, the point. Yeah. You know, kind of like, it's kind of cartoony. I mean, I, watching the preview anyway doesn't look like it's 
all that awful, like not like not gratuitous. No, but language and language. Yeah, and, and yeah, stuff. yeah. So I ca- probably shouldn't put it on my Steam Deck, but I can definitely <laughs> see this on your Steam Deck. Oh wait, no, no comments about art style or anything like that. That uh, these normal digs that I would get on these kind of game recommendations. I saw one example of art style that you like, <laughs> but I didn't think that was like over the top. That's my game recommendation this week. I think it's all right. It's I would say it's probably, I think it leans toward one of your better recommendations. Not better for like family games. Terrible for family, but I think that it looks like a fun game. So Nate, while I'm busy, you know, playing my Steam Deck, playing video games away from people, apparently you want to go and interact with people what's wrong with you i do and what i want to do or what i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be at southeast linux fest june 9th through 11th it's at the sheridan charlotte airport uh, in charlotte north carolina i will be sponsoring a booth so i will be representing myself primarily as cubicle nate and i would i'm going to bring some of the the toys and projects i've built just just to talk to people you know it's kind of like icebreakers you know interact with more people I'm considering submitting a couple ideas for some talks. I, they don't feel fully fleshed out to me yet, so I'm not really sure if I'm if I should submit them. Maybe I'll submit them and then see what happens. But I, I do have a couple of ideas for talks that I'd like to do. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested in meeting more Linuxy people. So I'm, I, that's what I, I'd like to do. I went last year. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it. It was a little bit challenging for me because like being around people for too long, it, it makes me a little bit jittery. But if I have my back to a wall. I'm probably going to be all right. So Southeast Linux Fest, June 9th through 11th this year, 2023 uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'll I'll be there. Hopefully, hopefully you might make it there, Matt. Probably not, unfortunately. Dang it. Given time frame and stuff. A couple months out. A month month and a half, six weeks out. It was my first Linux Fest that I went to, and I definitely would like to go again. And I'm thinking about some others too. I just don't know which ones yet. I haven't really locked it in. Um but I, I would like to go to at least one other Linux Fest this year is my goal. I had an opportunity, well, I should say, there was an opportunity that I couldn't make where I could have met up with you in Pennsylvania, but, <laughs> you know, didn't work out. True. Would have been fun because I would have made fun of you the entire time. Just to your face. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's loads of fun. Sometimes you can even land a couple of insults or two. <laughs> or more. Yeah, man, maybe. Now it's your turn to toss in your two cents on today's topics. Hit the discourse form, drop us a line under this video, or on the contact form by visiting tuxdigital.com contact. If you'd like to hang out with us on our preferred social media, see the links at the bottom of the show description, find other great shows like Hardware Addicts, GameSphere, Linux Saloon, and more at tuxdigital.com. Show off your love for your favorite podcasts and shows by visiting the Tux Digital merch store. Grab yourself some awesome swag like the gamer-centric I pause my game to be here shirt. Or you can join hashtag Team Wendy with some sinister Wendy swag. She's evil. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to suffer the consequences for saying something like that. <laughs> As always, we thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with another awesome sode of Linux Out Loud. Until then... Keep the banter friendly, Matthew. Conversation someone on topic and have fun doing it. <laughs> <laughs>